Sisters, welcome back to She Is Becoming. We are a podcast of multi-generational women studying God's Word together, dedicated to being transformed by the renewing of our minds. You can find our episodes on doctrine, church history, culture, testimonies, and more on whatever podcast platform that you typically use and on the Minnesota Grace Church app and website. Make sure that you follow our podcast on your favorite podcast platform so you can receive notifications when we post a new episode, which is every other Monday. And make sure that you're following us on Instagram at She's Becoming Podcast so you can catch additional episode resources and engage with us on there. Well, I am your I am your co-host Delaney. I'm usually here in the studio with my co-host Bev, but I actually have a replacement today. My lovely mother, Sherry Dobbs, who we have had on the podcast several times by now. But welcome, Mom. Thank you very much. It's a pleasure being here. And we all know that if my mom comes on the podcast, she's going to correct my grammar. And she's going to tell me every time that I say something incorrectly and when I use a preposition at the end of a I sentence. I started the list. So we'll, we'll just keep that in mind. Well, Mom, I know that you want to talk to us about Gather, so go ahead. Well, our Gather retreat is happening February 2nd and 3rd, and this year it's going to be unbelievable with the focus on the church. The Greek word is ekklesia, meaning called out ones. And we are called out sisters by Christ to love the church. But what does this look like for us? So if you come, you're going to find out and gather with women of all ages for an amazing weekend of uplifting worship, time with the Lord, encouraging messages, and authentic community. So together, sisters, we're going to be challenged and inspired to love our church and the church. We hope to see you there. Thanks, Mom. I'm so excited for Gather. And Bev and I are going to have a table at Gather, and then we're actually going to be doing a breakout session about deconstruction. So if you haven't gotten your tickets, go ahead and do that. It's going to be a weekend that you don't want to miss. Well, me and my co-host Mom, or Sherry, (laughs) we have another special guest here in the studio. Um, My dad, Troy Dobbs, I'm going to read his bio, which is going to feel a little bit uncomfortable to me since this is my father. But um, since 2008, Troy Dobbs has served as the senior pastor of Grace Church in Eden Prairie, Minnesota, an active and growing non-denominational congregation of over 5,000 members and attendees. He has also pastored growing churches in Kentucky and Florida. If you want stories, I have them. Troy earned a bachelor's degree from Ball State University in criminology and a master's of divinity from the Southern Baptist Theological Seminary in Louisville, Kentucky. He resides in Eden Prairie, Minnesota, Excelsior, Minnesota now, with Sherry, his wife of 25 years, their three children, me, Delaney, uh, Marley, Drake, and his grandson, Jax. Troy is an avid reader and a sports fan who has a pretty good jump shot. I feel like I could beg to get beg to differ, but welcome to the show, Dad. Thank you, child. <laughs> I feel I, I honestly feel uncomfortable like reading that because you're sitting right here and I'm like, this is and just that, my father. That bio is like 15 years old. Well, this is the best one I We've could get. Your mother and I have years. been married 30 years. Oh, 30. 1994 <laughs> to 2024. Is the rest true? Like the jump shot part or? Jumper's still true. I mean, I don't, I don't know if I feel like that's true, but. It's very true. Okay. Well, welcome to the show. Thank, Thank you. Thank you. Thanks. Thank you for being on. I've been trying to get you on for the last three years. So I'm thankful that mom helped me in my effort to get you on. Um, And we miss Bev, but I'm excited for our show today. We want to do a teaser for Gather because you are going to be one of our main session speakers. And so we just want to hear a little bit about what you're going to talk about. So let's get into it. Can you talk to us, Dad? Just tell us about your call to the local church. 
Sure, I can. So I gave my life to Christ uh, at the age of 12 in a small local church in Spiceland, Indiana. Summerner Baptist Church was baptized there, uh, grew in my faith there, uh, felt called to ministry there, had a passion for the church that was born there in that little little church in Spiceland, Indiana. And really, once I felt like God was calling me vocationally out of the probation world, the criminology world, uh, I knew I had a heart for the church. And so when I felt called to ministry, I thought I'm going to serve the church in some capacity, love the church, want to be a part of the church, believe in the church. Um, and so that's a little bit of the story. So I've done I've been a senior pastor now for 30 years in the local wow. church. So I started when I was 25 years old. What was that like, Mom? Well, it was, it was interesting because when we started out, I wasn't certain what we were going to be doing with um, Troy's degree, and we met at seminary, so I had a degree, and uh, we started out with some inner city ministry and thought we were kind of taking it that route. And uh, after seven years of Troy pastoring, I asked him, like, well, what are we going to do now? And he's like, honey, I am called to the local church. And I was like, mm. okay, here we go. Wow, that's pretty special. So from the beginning, it was kind of like, this is this is the call. Yes, clarity around the church, loving the church, but not necessarily knowing exactly what I would do in it. Sure. When you were younger, like, did you feel that? Like, you loved going to church, you loved being a part of the community, like, did you feel all of that? Yeah, I've always loved the church. So I grew up in a little church of 50 people, so we didn't have a children's ministry or student ministry. So I hung out with the senior adults. Nice. As a teenage kid, grade school kid, rode the church van just because I thought it was cool, even though I didn't need to ride the van. Uh, and then eventually actually did the church van, drove the church van, and picked up a bunch of little kids in the community to bring them to, to church. So I love the church. I love the community. I love mm -hmm. the mission. Um, I love the doing life together. Uh, I love the pooling of resources for impact where we all come together and do that. Uh, I love the equipping of people. We, we love seeing people come to come alive in Christ. Love that part of it. Uh, love the mission to go everywhere every day. Uh, and I love the fact that Christ died for the church. So it makes it extremely valuable yeah. and consequential that we serve the church. Mm. And I would say you are the, probably the person that has impacted my life the most to help me to understand that the church is a unique movement um, in making someone famous. And I know you've helped me, that, helped me with that so many times, even in a message, and just say Jesus, saying Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. He's the centerpiece. So, of course, Jesus Christ is the one that we want to make famous. And so we're members of that movement. And um, that Greek word for our church is ekklesia, and it means we're that called out assembly. And so I really appreciate understanding from the, from the very beginning, especially in our marriage, that we're called out to make Jesus Christ crucified and resurrected famous to the world. Hmm. Yes. Was that something that you guys like learned as you journeyed through like being in ministry? Or was that something that always from the beginning you felt deep in your soul? Or was that something you had to learn? Go ahead, sure. Yeah, mm, I think it. Yeah, I think it's kind of like what you said a couple weeks ago in our Bible study that it's um, building blocks, that kind of layering your learning, understanding, knowing Christ more, understanding, getting clarity around what is this that we're doing. It's not like just church. It is a movement. It's the movement that Jesus Christ gave His life for, and so I think that it wasn't like in seminary that we completely understood everything for mm -hmm. sure. 
Um, but I think as we grew in our relationship with Christ, then we understood that the miss- mission of the church is to proclaim the message of redemption. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I heard early on too, and always probably always believed it that it's God's plan A for the world. It's the hope of the world. Um, it's the strategy that God has employed to reach and disciple the world. Uh, so when I started kind of figuring out it's God's vision, it's his idea, it's his strategy, um, it's the body of Christ. And then, you know, the, the Matthew 16 text, it's, you know, the ecclesia, the called out ones, where it literally says you're called out knowing that the, the gates of hell will not prevail against the church. I started to go, hey, this is, if it's an unstoppable movement, I didn't want to be a part of that. Mm-hmm. And I, I believed that really early on. Uh, I didn't know there were a lot of other ministry options out there when I was young. Mm-hmm. But I always, I always had a place in my heart for, for the church uh, and a passion for the church, especially once I started getting involved in it and seeing the impact of it. And I liked, I liked being around people. I loved, I loved the community of it, the friendship of it. Um, and then you get to be around people that are older than you, younger than you, different than you. I always loved that, mm-hmm. being did, a part of that. Like in your ministry, did you guys feel like each church that you're a part of, that this was like your family or like your extended family, even when you moved around? And Yeah, so grew up in Indiana, moved away from my mom and dad, uh, went to seminary in Louisville, so it was a couple hours away from home, then moved to Florida and then to Minnesota. And so we've kind of been away from our family for a long time. And then I kind of got the picture then of how the church does become your family. It doesn't replace your family, but it supplements family and Mm -hmm. becomes a significant, right, piece of your life and a part of your life where a lot of needs get met through all kinds of other other people. Well, I can even remember like when we were living in Florida and we were away from like our grandparents having like older women in the church step in and be like a spiritual grandmother to me. And, like, take me to do, like, stuff that grandmas would take. Like, go to the American Girl doll store or whatever. So I definitely sense that, too, of, like, almost like an extended family that the church became and then filled in, like, those gaps or where we needed help or maybe just those spiritual mentors in my life. Like, I can point to each season and be like, okay, this lady mentored me at this time and helped me through this season. So I definitely felt that, too. Well, yeah, and then you have the amazing Bev Canaris, like, beside you. I know. Are you kidding me? It's honestly the best. <laughs> People would pay for that I know. kind of she's, mentorship. She's my favorite. I love her. Um, so, Dad, what, what what do we, like as women, need to understand about the mission of the church? Uh, that it's, it's something you need to be called to. You need to be a part of. Um, I think the church, when you understand that the church is a base and a place for ministry, it's home base where we gather and are equipped and encouraged so that we can scatter to evangelize and make an impact. So it's kind of a base and a place for ministry. Uh, I want you to see and have a big vision of, of the church. I want you to see it like Jesus sees it and how Jesus intends for it to be the most impactful movement or institution or organization on the globe mm-hmm. in the world. That it's the body of Christ uh, that he uses us to to do what he wants to do in the world. And yeah, so be a part of that. And then the fact that it's a prevailing place, it is a place that can't lose. Yeah. So be a part of that, right? Get involved in that. And then I always ask the question and I'll ask kind of that question the night that I speak, 
you know, what kind of church would this church be if everyone in this church were just like me? It is a corny question, but it is a, a, a good one to ponder because it's easy to sit back and take shots at the church without realizing, hey, the church is a reflection of its people. Yeah. So it, it is us. So when you take shots at the church, you're taking shots at, at yourself, at us. So let's, let's like use our gifts and our, right, our abilities, our passions to make the church right, what it's supposed to be. God's called us to this place and this time, this community, and I think we need to take advantage of that. Yeah. Would, don't, don't, waste, don't waste that. Yeah. Don't waste that. Would you say, like, from Scripture, that is being, is being a part of a church optional? No. There's no such thing as a churchless Christianity. Why? Any more than you can be a Christian without Jesus. Uh, they are not mutually exclusive. Um, they are vitally important, and they're, they're interconnected. And I'll talk about that a little bit, too, on that night. So I can't give away the whole I know, I know. Sermon. Don't, don't, don't. But I so just— you're, you're pushing me to give away yeah, the whole message right that's here. That's my job. I'm supposed to push, and I can You're supposed push. to ask the questions. Because I'm your daughter, that, that I'm going to push. You to ask me. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Podcast. I'm sorry. I can't. I just have you on the mic, and I'm just trying to so take advantage. You're, I'm so sorry. You're, you're, you're flying free solo Okay, over there. back to the script. <laughs> Mother, we're going back to the script. Um, Dad, next question. What is the number one way that women can serve the church today? Make it your home. Like, make it your home. See, see the people in the church as family uh, I would say get involved, use your gifts here, get in community here, serve here, pray here, pray with people here, uh, build it up, don't tear it down, uh, give your life away through this local church. And Grace Church is an amazing church, so be a part of this place. It's an amazing, it's an amazing community of faith. Hmm. That's beautiful. What? Um, so who are three women that kind of stand out to you as having served and loved the church well and why? My mom, Pat Dobbs. Yeah. Always took me to the church. She was my Sunday school teacher mm-hmm. for a season until she couldn't handle us anymore. <laughs> too, we, too, we were too crazy. So when you were like two years old? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. So she uh, finally ditched us for some other people to take over. But my mom raised me in the church, took me consistently, uh, understood the value of it and the consistency behind it. Uh, my grandmother, uh, Rilda Dishman, prayed for the church, uh, was really involved in it, uh, taught people, loved people well, gave generously to the church. Uh, my grandmother never missed, uh, so she was impactful. Then I, then I have on my list Sherry. Uh, I would say that Sherry has done a million jobs to make the church better. Mm-hmm. She's taught women, students, children. She used to be like the children's minister. She used to, on a Sunday morning in a church I pastored in Kentucky, she used to do the children's sermon during the, the Sunday live worship. <laughs> and she would make all these big faces on the platform. People loved her. They loved the children's sermon more than the sermon. Uh, so she did that. So she taught women, students, children. She's always mentored uh, young women in particular. Uh She's, so she's always present, always committed. Uh, she's always loving people. She's, she's the one that kind of looks out for the down and out mm-hmm. and kind of keeps us, you know, reaching our hand, extending our hand to the poor. So I would say my mom, grandma, who've both passed away, and then Sherry, who's still alive. Mm-hmm. And she is my wife. And she's right here. And she is right here. And she's crying. Are you crying? Almost. She, can, she can't talk. Um, I would, and then Delaney. I'm proud of Delaney. So oh. this this summer, uh, was asked in, in a panel format, "Do you listen to any podcasts?" And I was like, 
podcast. What's a podcast? No, I'm just kidding. Uh, but I've said, no, I don't. And then I'm thinking, wait a minute. My own daughter, Delaney, does a She Is Becoming podcast. This is like not a great story to and share. And so Delaney is a part of the church. She's serving in the church. <laughs> you so forgot me. We've pulled the whole family into the church. So mm, Delaney's cool. number four because she loves the church. She's committed to the church. She, she brings yeah. Jax to the church, mm-hmm. right? And she's gone through a lot in her life, and yet she's committed to the body of Christ. Well, I have had such a great experience in the church where I've gotten to feel what a church should act like, like a biblical church, a healthy church. And the church has come around me in every single hard season of my life, which I also will talk about at Gather. But I I have been so blessed that I have gotten to feel what it's like for people to love the way that they should love and for people to serve the way that they should serve. And so, the, and I've seen it from you guys and our house, um, like being the church, inviting people in and the way that you have served others. And I've seen that in the churches that you have shepherd dad. So that's been really sweet for me. But can you talk a little bit, we have a lot of older women that listen to our show. Can you just talk about kind of that specific influence of the older woman in the life of um, like maybe grandkids or children and just kind of what that played in your life. And then like, what can older women like be encouraged by? Yeah. Don't age out. Don't phase out. Don't take the position. Like I've run my leg. Now it's your time to do your thing. I would say, you know, you get to a certain age and stage of life. It's when all of your passions, your giftings, your experience, your education coalesces. And so use that. Uh, be a grandmother to young women. Uh, be a an older sister, um, and 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 I think stepping into that role then and seeing the value in that versus, you know, I've retired. The, it's for the young people. The church is for everyone, not just for young people. And we need everybody engaged. That's why I even have you know, the church isn't perfect, but it's worth it. Um, so be committed no matter what. Um, find some friends, jump into a Bible study. Mm-hmm. I, and I think it's important to always see the bigger picture with the church, especially mm-hmm. as you as you grow older. See the bigger picture of the church. It's supposed to be multi-generational, and no one ever retires or checks out. Mm-hmm. That's good. What about you, Mom? What would you say for, like, the older women or just the women in general who are listening and maybe are struggling of how they can get involved in the church? I know Dad just touched on that. but What's well, the Titus 2 um, mandate? And mm-hmm. the mandate is that the older women are to train the younger women. So mm-hmm. we don't ever, like Dad said, we don't ever age or phase out of that. We're constantly training the younger women because God's word says that his steadfast love endures forever. So how does his steadfast love endure forever? It endures through his people. He's always got people bearing witness as to who he is. Mm-hmm. So as women, we continue to do that. That's that's our essence. That's who we are in the spirit. We bear witness. We proclaim the truth to the next generation. And I think older women need to realize that don't assume that the younger generation doesn't want to hear you. Yeah, they, they, want they, to hear. they really want to hear what you have to say. They need you. And they, they care about how you think about things and well, just even make a, yourself available. How can I pray for you? I, an older woman asked me that one day and I cried just because mm. she was older and I knew she was seasoned. I knew she loved the Lord. And when she asked me that, I just cried. That's all she needed to do in that moment. And she prayed for me. I mean, we didn't have to meet every week. We don't have to do a Bible study. 
together, but just the fact that she was praying for me and that uh, she saw me, she actually locked eyes with me, looked at me, saw me, and prayed for me. Mm. And so it, it can be in simple tasks. Hey, and I'm looking for a few moms and a few grandmas. I need a, I need a few in my life. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah. So see me at the event. <laughs> if you want to be a spiritual mother and grandmother. Sign up. Me. We're taking And buy me gifts for my birthday <laughs> or Christmas. Barbecue chips. Look after me, moms Shoes. and grandmas. Wow. Oh, Usually at us. the end of podcasts, we're crying. But I love that when you come on, we're giggling and <laughs> talking about barbecue chips. Are we done? Is this um, over? No, I have one more question that I didn't put on here. Then don't ask it. It's not on the script. <laughs> no, no, I'm out. I'm asking it. Can you just say what you are looking forward to about Gather? Being introduced as Sherry's husband. And And hanging out with like a thousand plus women who love the Bible. Mm -hmm. And you're actually there to hear the word. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to preach for like an hour and 28 minutes. Go for it. Because I know that the women at Grace are no joke. That's exactly right. They love the word. There's so they many. Love the they word. love the word. The caliber of Christianity, the women of grace is unbelievable. Yeah. It's they true. love the worship. They, it's These women are serious. That's why I'm mm-hmm. here. That's why I'm here. All right. Thanks for joining the podcast Dad. today, everybody. <laughs> why are you taking over? Dad, thank Be- you. Bev and I will be back in business in February. <laughs> That's actually what I would say. <laughs> yo, yo, yo. We'll be back. <laughs> Dad, Tune thank, in. thank you. Thank you. Bloopers. <laughs> Oh my goodness, this is the worst ever. <laughs> Dad, thank you so much Delaney, for coming be, on She Is Becoming. Delaney, I'm honored to be on your podcast, and please forgive me for forgetting about it at Northern Pines. Well, I feel terrible I'm gonna about that. I'm going to stay bitter for a little bit, but it's fine. I feel terrible about it. She is becoming. Listen to it. Amen. Tune in. All right. Over and out. Thanks for listening, sisters. Join us in two Mondays on She Is Becoming.